The Rural Church Podcast 2.0. Just a couple of pastors discussing life, ministry, theology, and the gospel from a local church perspective. Eddie, what's it time for? The Rural Church Podcast. Well, this is part two of a two-part episode that we did, an interview with Pastor Christian Martinez from Veracruz uh, in, in El Pachote in Veracruz, Mexico. Faithful brother and pastor, if you haven't listened to part one, you should go back and do that first. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed by this episode as well. One of the things we talk about in this episode toward the end, we just mentioned, is the Fellowship of International Reform Missions firm headed by Randall Easter and Jonathan Murdoch. Jonathan later in the episode will give his email you should uh, inquire more about that if you're interested and send him an email and ask him questions. This is through the organization is how we met Pastor Christian. And it's just amazing to see that all the work that God is doing there. In this episode, you also learn some ways that you can pray for Pastor Christian. We share some good laughs about some tamales we ate down there as well. It's a great time hanging out with these brothers, and we hope that you're blessed by this episode. All right, here we go. you have any thoughts about all that? Uh, Christian has said so far? Yeah, well, I wanted to ask, uh, so Christian, um, your town there, is that where you're from? Is that your home? In Pochote? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, now now I'm living in, in, in Yangai's next town um, near. So, so Christian's talking about Pochote and Yanga. It's like a mile away, like two oh, miles right. from yeah. one to the well, other. By his home, I mean, is that where he grew up as a child? Tu creciste en Pochote? No, no. Yo crecí en las montañas de Oaxaca, el estado de Oaxaca y el estado de Guerrero por las... Mis padres eran misioneros. Christian's dad was a missionary in the mountains of Oaxaca and Guerrero. Um, and so he grew up in the mountains, in mountain towns, as a, as a missionary kid. And, well, and can you tell us a little bit about the that community that your church is in? Uh, could you tell us a little bit about? I mean, I know we talked about what size it was, but can you tell us kind of about um, about what goes on there? What do people do for a living there? What what kind of life do people have? And you know. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, the most uh, part of the population here um, was dedicated to the um, se dice el campo, hermano? <laughs> the, to the fields um, uh, hay, hay mucho caña uh, azúcar caña de azúcar sugar cane uh-huh. y, y el comercio algunos um, personas um, venden, tienen alguna tienda o, o venden comida. A lot um, of people es, sell food or have a store. Eh, es, es una, um, es una ubicación muy buena porque pasa una carretera muy transitada. There's a, 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 a big highway that's very close that, so it's, it's a good, it's like on the way, you know, it's like a middle stop for people. Uh, también hay muchos constructores, muchos albañiles en, en esta área. There's a lot of construction there as well. And, and so how far is that, is your community from Veracruz? Um, 
one hour and a half in oh wow in um Kristen, can you talk to us about uh should we let everybody come to the Lord's table? No. Um sure. <laughs> no 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 todos pueden venir a, a la mesa del Señor. Not everyone can come to the Lord's table. Nosotros practicamos una um una mesa del Señor um semi cerrada. We have a, we practice uh semi-closed Lord's Supper. Um, todos los hermanos que sean miembros de nuestra iglesia pueden y deben acercarse a la mesa del Señor. All the members of our church can and should come to the Lord's table. Um, hemos, hemos tenido ocasiones en que algunas personas piden participar de la mesa. We've had occasions where people ask to take part of the Lord's Supper. Pero si no sabemos su trasfondo aunque ellos digan que vienen de otra iglesia no nos sentimos cómodos y no podemos hacerlo but if we don't know them and we don't know where they come from we don't feel comfortable allowing them to come to the table porque no sabemos su vida because we don't know their life en algunas ocasiones también hemos tenido algunos hermanos que nos visitan we've had brothers that come to visit y sabemos su testimonio, sabemos su vida en, en su iglesia y en su familia. We know their testimony, we know their life, we know their family. Y les abrimos la oportunidad para que se acerquen a la mesa en and nuestra iglesia. We open the opportunity that they come to the table with us at our church. Uh, en algunas iglesias aquí en nuestro contexto, iglesias bautistas. And some of the churches here in our context, in the Baptist churches. He visto que incluso los niños se acercan a, a tomar la mesa del Señor. We've even seen children that come and take of the Lord's Supper. Y esto es realmente algo que, que trae tristeza a mi corazón y, y, y un peso muy grande. This is something that causes my heart to be sad and uh, it's a burden to my heart. Por toda la, la seriedad que, que nuestro Señor y el apóstol Pablo le dan a esta, a esta ordenanza. For the seriousness that the Lord Jesus Christ and the Apostle Paul has given to this ordinance. I've I got a few more questions. I know we're kind of going long. We may end up splitting into two, but um first question I have, Christian, is this why do you love why do you love the local church? You're out there in small town, Veracruz, Mexico, and you're just you're doing crazy stuff like preaching expository sermons, having five-month membership classes, disciplining, fencing the Lord's table. Why do you love the local church? I love seeing the, the words, the word of God in human, broken, and that they are in a battleship with the sin the sin and with the, the word of God. I, I, I love to see how the Lord broke these hearts and make a new creation in, in their lives. This is that I, I, I love to see how the Lord worked in this in this in my church. Amen. Now I know you you're a humble man and so you you may you may not feel like you can answer this question but I, I want you to 
there are, I don't know how many folks listen, but there are pastors and church members who listen to this. Um, and what would you say, whether they're in a rural church, a small church like ours or, or not, like, like what, are, what are some words of exhortation and encouragement you would give to people who are, uh, in churches like let me let me give you an example real quick so i was at a church one time this was a number of years ago and at the end of the service these people came forward they wanted to join the church and it was their only their second sunday i'd never known them before and they came and they wanted to join the church and i w- told them i was encouraged that they wanted to join the church but that we needed to meet and they got mad and they didn't ever come back. And so there's all sorts of strange membership practices. There's neglect of church discipline. There's neglect of fencing the Lord's table. There's neglect of caring about people coming in. And I'm just asking you, Christian, from, from your perspective and what you know about the Bible like what, what word of exhortation would you give to um, churches that are listening to this, pastors, church members? What, what would you say about the local church to them? Nunca quitar nuestro enfoque de Jesucristo. We can never take our eyes off of Christ. Nuestro esfuerzo, nuestro trabajo, nuestra obra no se basa en nuestras fuerzas. Our work doesn't rest on our own works. Se basa en la gloriosa obra de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. It's, it's based on the glorious work of Jesus Christ. Esto puede ser frustrante para nosotros como humanos, pastores, iglesias. It can be frustrating as pastors or brothers and sisters in Christ. Pero es donde la Escritura nos anima a todos los que estamos cansados, trabajados, cargados. But this encourages us in the scripture, everyone who is tired and wore out. Es exactamente el mismo entendimiento que debemos tener como pastores, como miembros de iglesia. La obra es del Señor. We should understand that the work is the Lord's work. And as pastors and members, we should understand that it's his work, not ours. Es ahí donde podemos descansar confiadamente en que el Señor va a usar a su iglesia aún con nuestras imperfecciones ilimitantes. So that's where we can rest on, on the Lord's work and in his church. He's going to grow his church. And um, even, even contrary to our failures. Y eso no, eso no nos hace menos responsables. Al contrario, debemos hacerlo mejor. Pero confiando en que la obra es del Señor. That, that doesn't make us less responsible, but it makes us more responsible knowing that it's his work and not ours. Amen. Okay, this question is for Jonathan, but I want Christian to weigh in. But, and you really got to, you know, we, we could probably do a whole episode on this. But would you talk, you, you talked on Harold's podcast about firm. The question I want to get to with Christian is like, how is firm? How has that helped him? And like, how has he been encouraged by that? And, but I can't really ask that question without like a quick little, what am I talking about when I talk about firm? So firm, it's easy. Um, a fellowship of international reform missions. So 
It, the idea is that churches would have fellowship one with another under the confession of the 1689 confession, Second London Confession, that we would have fellowship together for the purpose of training pastors, planting and reformed churches. And while doing that, we meet Christian. So Christian, how has firm helped you, encouraged you, and served you? Um, es, es, firm fue una cubeta de agua fresca para mi vida. Firm was a bucket of fresh water on my life. Mm. Conozco muchos hermanos de muchas partes. Eh, I, know, I know a lot of brothers in a lot of places in Mexico. En Estados Unidos. In the United States. Pero esto es muy especial. But this is very special. No cualquier hermano viene y te visita, te anima, te enseña, te apoya. Not, not every brother is going to come, encourage you, uh, preach, uh, and, and lift you up. Y al mismo tiempo, al tú ver ese ejemplo, animarte a hacer lo mismo con otros. And at the same time, encourage you to do the same with others. Um, ha sido una bendición muy grande el conocer a los hermanos en firm. It's been a great blessing to me to know the brothers in firm. Porque no... No todo está perdido en cuanto a la doctrina de la palabra de Dios y la iglesia. N nothing is lost in doctrine, in the doctrine of the church. Aunque muchas iglesias lo han perdido, lo han um, ha hecho a un lado. Many churches have taken doctrine and set it aside. Conocer hermanos que, que aman y enseñan y viven estos principios es, es de gran, gran bendición. So, to... To see brothers who know and love and live these doctrines has been a great blessing. Y también ver hermanos que están aprendiendo quizá desde cero estas palabras, esta doctrina. And to see brothers who are learning these things from zero, you know, these, these doctrines. Es, es, es muy emocionante ver la obra del Señor aquí en México. It's very emotional to, to see the work of the Lord here in Mexico. Amen. Eddie, do you, um, it's, it's not just, I know it's emotional for you, but it's emotional for me too. Like, and, and, and I probably haven't talked to you much about this. I've talked to you some about it, but Jonathan and Eddie know more. And that is, you don't understand what being around you and being around what God is doing in Mexico. You don't understand what that's done to me and what that has done to my heart. And what that has even done, Jonathan knows, and uh, Eddie knows, what it's done even to our local church here in Second Baptist Perryville. Um, I was, I was right doctrinally, um, but applying these things, I was dragging my feet too slowly in in certain areas. And so, one of the things that just pushed me over the edge was being around brothers like you, Christian, and and your family and your church and the conference and to see that the lord is at work in mexico it's <laughs> it's it's overwhelming it's an amazing it's amazing encouragement eddie do you have anything uh yeah this is just great to hear about the the life of the church there in in uh your church christian and i'm and i'm encouraged to hear you know i think sometimes we can forget that god is doing kingdom work 
um, all over the world. And uh, we can get to maybe seeing, we can get so focused in on problems, uh, even big problems like you were speaking of earlier with the problems with numbers and convention and all those kinds of things. And then sometimes we can get weighed down by the problems maybe that we see in our own congregations. Sometimes we even lose a, a, a view of really grace for our own churches. And I think it's just encouraging to hear about what God is doing in other congregations. It encourages us for what God is building among the brothers and sisters we have with our own local church. And so I'm just encouraged uh, to hear about all that God is doing in your church and thankful for what he is doing and growing his kingdom. So praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I'll, I'll, I want to add here. Um, it, it reminds us that the great commission happens in, in the local church and through the local church and not dependent on organizations. Amen. I mean, we just, you know, we have a great fellowship with Christian of a town of 120 people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 There's so much more we could talk about. And, and I guess we'll probably have to have Christian back on, but you know, I, I know because I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. I know that Christian's doing evangelism. I know that um, the, the church cares about, you know, reach reaching the lost. And it's an amazing thing. Sometimes, you know, we get so arrogant sometimes people, and we keep going back on this, Jonathan, every time you're on, we go back on this, but the idea of uh, you just have to give these money to an organization. And if we don't do that, if we don't do that, well, what's going to happen to the mission? And it's like, look, I've seen with my own eyes, the mission of Christ marching forward in a little place uh, in Mexico with a, with a faithful pastor. So I'm very, very encouraged. I do have two closing questions, but you guys, um, Jonathan or Eddie, you got anything else? Yeah, I have two really pointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, one really pointed question for you, Alan. And if you don't feel comfortable sharing this or responding to this online, you don't want to record it, I understand. Sure, sure. So I've seen your heart and your desire, um, really a fire built in your heart. And I think part of it had to do with Pachote, but I want to, I just want to know percentage wise, like what percentage is due to the tamale you ate at, Ch at, Ch at Pachote? Yeah, it's deeply personal. And um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to share this online, but <laughs> I'm just going to say that wasn't the best tamale I've ever eaten alone. I, easily the best tamale I've ever eaten. But I don't know if that wasn't one of the best articles of food that i've eaten <laughs> ever they bring these things out wrapped up in uh banana leaves and jonathan told me jonathan encouraged me he and and i kind of wish he wouldn't have told me but he said hey look when you're eating food in mexico it's okay eat enjoy it be careful about overindulging you like something and eating too much of it and then sometimes it can make guys sick or whatever dude i really wanted to eat like three of those that was so good eddie you don't even understand like i've tried to explain somebody's like i don't like tamales i'm like no no get that out of your mind <laughs> so i don't know 80 percent. i don't know 80 percent. there you go <laughs> did you have another question no that was it that was okay. it yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So I got a question kind of like that. And then I do have a serious question, but my question kind of like that is for you, Christian, is that is how do you, like, how do you handle being the Spurgeon of Pachote? Is that a, is that a heavy load? Uh, is it like Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne having to <laughs> carry that? Like, how, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with that? <laughs> yeah. So it was preguntando, como, como vives con la titulo de Spurgeon de Pachote? Como puedes vivir con esta fama? <laughs> Es una carga pesada sobre mis hombros. It's a, it's a huge burden on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys aren't looking at Christian, but his 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 face and his beard is <laughs> so funny. I'm like, that could be a young Spurgeon uh, just in Mexico. So, um, all right. Here's 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 the question I want, and I want you to think about it. People listening to this, like, how how can we? how can we pray for you? What are things going on? You don't have to share anything, you know, too personal, but how can we pray for you? How can we pray for your church? And, um, and just share about that. Okay. Um, two things. Um, first that the Lord making in us a faithful heart for his word, and that this faithfulness we can, with, with this heart, with this faithfulness, faithfulness heart, we could, we can share the gospel to others. These, these two things that, that the Lord making us a faithful heart, continue, continue with his work, his work in us. And through this, we could share the gospel with, with every single person that we, we know. That's it. Amen. If you're listening be a good time to just pause and as while it's fresh on your mind to pray and you could even write down grace baptist church el pachote and pray pray for pastor christian and your your wife's name is teresa 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 his, his wife's name's teresa his mother's name's teresa his grandmother's name's teresa popular popular uh, -huh. uh so pray pray for christian and teresa and Grace Baptist and pray for the kingdom to continue to be expanding in uh, Mexico and praise God for what's going on there. Pray for Jonathan and, and firm. And if you're wanting to know any more about this, you can, you can just get in touch with us. And uh, you know, uh, I think Jonathan, you shared your email on another podcast. So you want to share that again, if somebody has a question more like, man, I'd like to know more about what you're doing with firm and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N underscore Murdoch at yahoo.com. So Jonathan underscore Murdoch at yahoo.com. Yeah. Lord's doing some some great stuff. Eddie, you got it. You got anything else as we think about closing here? No, I just uh, very encouraged to hear about all that's happening. I don't want to try to say the 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 name of uh Town because I know I can't say it correctly, but uh but just thankful for what God is doing there. And you said I didn't know anything about those tamales. However, I will say about 20 years ago, I was on a trip uh, to Reynosa, Mexico, and they served us some tamales that sound very similar to what you are describing. I, I, so I, don't, I don't know something about them. This, this was like the food of angels. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Elijah ate after he ran from Jezebel. Right. 
Right. <laughs> um, Eddie, you're gonna do you have a passport, Eddie? That's my question for you. I do have a passport. Well, then what are you waiting on? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm looking forward to uh I'm looking forward to Christian getting to see you face to face again. And uh Lord willing, that's gonna be we gotta talk about the trips next year, but you know, I'm I'm looking as if if the Lord wills, we're on board, brother. And uh we love you, man. And I'm so encouraged. You 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 don't understand. I just need to communicate this to you because I I know your kind of demeanor, but you encourage me. And uh and and I know that you encourage uh Eddie, Eddie as he's heard your story today and you'll encourage those who I'm going to I'm going to send this specifically to some people. I think we'll probably put it in two episodes, but I'm going to send it specifically and let folks listen to this and let them know about what's going on because sometimes we need a bigger all the time. We need a bigger vision of what God's doing. We get so tunnel and we just get focused right here in in Perryville or even the SBC. What do you think the SBC is so big? God's doing things even bigger than that for the glory of Christ. So, you, you know, Quattro, I have right. I have another question. I think it would be good for you to answer. <laughs> this is this really is a serious one. So you meet Christian, right? There's a difference, um, especially in evangelical America. We meet a guy from another country, and sometimes it becomes tokenism, right? Like this is our token of missions, mm-hmm. right? Can you describe the difference between tokenism and a friendship that you've created with Christian, like a genuine brotherhood? Yeah. Um, so, so like you, you don't have Christian on here today as a token. No, <laughs> no, I got him on here because I, I love him as a brother. We, uh, Christian and I, I don't know. You, you let me know, Christian, but we probably, we probably talk on uh, what's that called? What's that? Several times a week, maybe not every day, but almost every day, we, we just shoot a message back and forth. I consider him a, uh, not just a a brother and a, and a pastor that's somewhere else, but actually I consider him a friend. And I know I've now at this point, I've just known him barely over a month, but uh, praise God, by the way, for technology, you know, mm-hmm. technology is so frustrating sometimes. And, and there's so many bad things that we can do with technology and I get it, but praise God. I feel like we're living in the era of, uh, of, of a new reformation, like with Luther and the printing press, but here we have zoom and we have WhatsApp and, and, and I'll give you an example. I felt kind of, a, I went to Romania in 2011 and I did feel a connection with some of our translators there and it, it was nice, but I was just, all we had was Facebook. I really wasn't able to stay in contact with them and we just kind of lost touch. But with Christian it's different for a couple of reasons. One, because ideologically we're so much alike and, and <laughs> you go there like, what's your confession? Uh, the 1689. <laughs> is there another? Is there another? <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, like I said earlier, um, I, I think it's appropriate to say that the, the Lord is in, in a, in a well, or I feel like it. I hope Christian feels the same way. Lord has uh, knit our hearts together in, in a friendship, you know, and where I look at this, like, like there are things I can imagine myself asking Christians advice on, like, you know, like, what do you think about this? I don't see this as a relationship of, me, the older pastor from America, I'm going to talk down to you, uh, the younger pastor from Mexico. No, I see this as a mutual friend, and and in many ways, I look up 
to Christian and his work and his faithfulness. And I'm, I'm grateful to have him as a partner in the ministry uh, as a brother in Christ and as, as a friend. So, you know, you have this, this woke stuff going on and, and some people would have a, a friend like Christian so that they could try to be woke. Right. So they could wake up. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, but whenever God forms those relationships together, like um, that, that, that gaps bridged of cultural and, and we even delight in those cultural things, but it's mutually edifying and it's not tokenism. Uh, and yeah. I think that's huge. I think for me, looking, looking on you guys having a friendship, you know, outside of, you know, our little group that we have in firm, uh, it's a blessing to me to see that, to say, you know, this isn't tokenism either for, for Christian or for you, Alan. So I don't, I don't see Christian thinking, oh, I've got the token of a white pastor in the United States in Perryville, Arkansas, which is right by Toadsuck. Um, and, and, and then you don't have the tokenism of, I, I have the Spurgeon of Pachotes, you know, I, I, I got him on WhatsApp, you know what I mean? And, and so it's beautiful to me to look on that and say, this is a real relationship and, and that's cool. That's, it's encouraging to me. To me, yeah. the same, you, you guys encourage my life and, and I praise God for, for you. Amen, brother. Amen. It's amazing providence and all that the Lord has done and the story of how I even ended up in El Pachote is, is interesting in and of itself, but praise God for his work and, and all that he's doing. Uh, boy, I feel like we've said we're going to close. This is a Baptist sermon right here, isn't it? No kidding. And we're going to end here. We're going to end yeah. here. And then you got another 20 minutes, but you praise the Lord for you. And, and I'm grateful for, for all three of you brothers. Um, and so uh, I guess with that, we will officially end the uh the rural church podcast thanks for listening catch you guys next week say bye eddie see you next week folks <laughs> <laughs>